0: Hey, that's pretty good. I mean that's that's pretty good, right? I mean, the Raptors, they defeat Philadelphia not quite handily because there was so much pace in the game that there were easy shots and and Philly obviously has a lot of they make you have to answer a lot of questions and try to counter things with your own defense. But the Raptors, they found basically whatever they wanted to offensively 119 to 109 the raptors win this is the raptors reaction podcast i'm of course samson folk and is of course brought to you by goldfinger law shout out to goldfinger law where there's no fee unless you win and you can contact them at 416-730-1777 and so the big takeaway from this you know i watched that game i was freaking out the same way everybody else was when pascal was making every shot catch and shoot three sure pull up three sure Uh, Get get to the bucket. Sure. Hit a 19 foot pull up after seeing pack line defense. Sure. Uh, They're playing against the zone and they use cross screens at the top for the first time. The first heavy usage I've seen from the Raptors, which is an adjustment from last year that worked. Hey, that's great. Gary Trent, 27 points, (laughs) zero rebounds, zero assists. Uh, I've had a couple different people. Uh, message me. Some people called it the Kevin Martin line. Uh, Blake said it was the classic Norman Powell game, which that one is quite accurate. I would think Fred, like an incredible close to the game, truly phenomenal. Scotty Barnes, the way that he has been in his best games, a do it all, you know, do it all guy who's fitting in next to, you know, an all NBA level player and an all star and Fred and, and Pascal 16, 10 and five. OG, just phenomenal defense, a little bit of creation, 15 points on 10 shots. Just these guys, they played so well. And and even off the bench, right? Delano, it's muted. Kim, it's muted. But when we talk about Boucher, Achua, and Coloco, 17 minutes for Boucher, 21 for Achua, and four for Coloco, each one of them left their print on a run that the Raptors had in this game. And Achua getting four assists, he he was a really great connective piece, you know. Uh, he, Joe Wolfon called it probably his favorite cut he's ever seen a Chua make, and I I agree with that as well. Is just he was forming up off of this this Fred drive, you know, trying to provide that passing angle. Then the defense sank on one side, right, and that means that Precious now there's different angles opening up, not for the three which he was forming up for, but now he can make that 45 cut to the basket to support Fred's drive where he's gnashing the pick and roll. Going under the basket, right? Some people call it the Gretzky, as it were. But he shows up, gets right to the bucket. Really great cut. Really good sense of what help Fred needed. Plus, just, it's great cutting. Everybody loves that. OG, you know, as I said, a bit of self-creation. Pascal was hitting everything. 20 points on, what, 14 shots? 16 shots, my apologies. Five rebounds. 13 assists. It's, and one turnover. It's getting a bit silly, this whole Pascal Siakam thing. You know, people are like, hey, you know what? Off the start, they're like, okay, All-NBA, he's top 15. Then you get a couple games, they okay, he's top 10, fine. If he keeps doing this, he's going to start punching up at dudes. Uh, you know, a lot of jokes were flying, that he looked like the best Cameroonian on the court. as And there were three, Joel Embiid. Pascal Siakam and Christian Coloco. It, it's something that deserves its own little thing, I suppose, is that, you know, Cameroon had three representatives on the court tonight. Coloco, you know, is obviously has the least notable career so far, but he he has a great start to his young career. And he's joining, you know, a- a- Embiid, who is an MVP candidate, and Siakam, who looks like he's there, dude. Uh, really fast-paced game. I think that the Raptors. They played a lot of good defense in this game, but the pace of the game and the the ease of offense that they were getting on their end did kind of um, mute or was it blunt their defense a little bit? It wasn't as sharp because the pace is going up. There's the transition going both ways. You lose a little bit, bit of that edge. And so we see a guy like Embiid who is obviously going to get his numbers. The Raptors overload. And especially in the first half, I thought they did a pretty good job Of fronting, and if they, you know, whoever who's at the point of attack changes the type of entry pass that's being made. But if it's a short guy at the point of attack, you know they're not going to double on the catch because you know if it's passing over Fred or Gary, there's not a lot of lob, there's not a lot of time to get over there, and beat can make that read before pressure comes. But if it's a guy like Scotty on ball. Or, or OG or something like that that has to be lobbed way over. You can go jump and wall ball is in air, so he's seeing a double the moment he turns or the moment he catches. Right, he feels that pressure. They're doing a good mix of that kind of stuff, especially in the first half. I thought really great rotation off of ball, even though they they did have letdowns. Tyrese Maxey, he played 43 minutes in this game, 31 points, five rebounds, six assists, 57% shooting. He is destined to punch the gaps that the Raptors leave in this. In this NBA where defenses are worried about court coverage, and they are and they should be, Tyrese Maxey is like a great counter because his processing speed, he makes reads so fast, and his body allows him to punch gaps faster than virtually anybody else. He's also a great shooter and a great finisher at the rim. He he was out in transition. He was making a killing in the half court, and I wouldn't chalk that up to Fred allowing that to happen. I wouldn't chalk that up to Gary, allowing that to happen. I, I think this is a Raptors defense that is forced into rotation very quickly because of Embiid and, and Harden as well. And Maxi is meant to punch those gaps. Uh, but still, 109 in a game, this high scoring, I feel pretty good about. I feel really good about some of the stretches they had defensively. But, you know, Embiid, Maxi, Harden, they're going to force their way into offense at times because, of course, Tobias Harris I think that speaks to the Raptors being able to recover is that Harris, we've seen games where he's like a little bit gun shy, but it didn't even seem like that in this game. It was just the Raptors recovering out when the ball ended up in his hands, making a good job of moving him off of it and and making the 76ers go deep into the shot clock. I I was really happy with that. Montrezl Harrell, he, he, he came in early and the Raptors made it completely untenable. And that's where, Precious Achua, Chris Boucher, and, and Coloco come in is that the Raptors, despite facing Embiid, they come away in this one seeming like the bigger team. And that is, it's hard to overstate how important that size and being able to kind of impose that will is for the Raptors. That, that is one of the biggest deals that they can possibly have going on at any point in time in the game. This is how they leverage their size through the middle And maybe at the top end, if they can overwhelm. And Embiid in this one did not have the energy to try and contend. There's a reason that Achua and Boucher were plus 14 and plus 11. They will win minutes all season. Uh, You know, Achua, I I still, well, I can't, today, why would you complain about starting lineups? Achua played the most off the bench. That's what I'm asking for. But Achua and Boucher are two of the best bench players in the NBA, as far as I'm concerned. Ah, uh, you have an all-defense level guy in Achua who has these burgeoning ball skills, and you know the cut, nice. The defense is just the defense is incredible. I could talk about Achua's defense till the cows come home, but uh, Boucher as well. Boucher, his rotational defense, you know, especially as like that that second or third guy coming in at the rim, those arms do something to people. It, it just it it removes a counter. Like you want to fake right and say like the the guy follows you right. Leaves that left hand out there. He's going to he's gonna try and block you there. You come back to the left. If it's one-on-one, you can finish right at the front of the rim with that left hand. If it's Boucher coming over, he's probably going to swat that. And, and in Coloco's case, he pinned a dude. And uh, and he had a, a breakaway dunk. It, it was just nice to see. Uh, Col- but very happy that Achua, I think, and Boucher are firmly ahead of Coloco as far as the, the minutes. But Coloco... He fit into their bigger lineups. I I enjoyed this. This was probably my favorite stint of Colocos that I've seen. And uh, part of that is that Pascal Siakam to start this game. I, I, I tweeted I was going to have a tough time kind of addressing this stint in the game. But that first quarter where Pascal Siakam, all the warts, all the uh, less than desirable aspects of his game which every player has them. You know, Giannis Antetokounmpo will be one of the greatest players of all time by the time he's done. LeBron James is. These guys have weaknesses. Pascal has his own. When that ball swings to him above the break, he doesn't typically doesn't put enough pressure on defenses as a catch-and-shoot guy above the break. Last year, he shot like 49% from the corners. But defenses are going to let him shoot that if he's going to be hitting like, I don't know, 32 31% from there. He just started canning them right off the jump of this game. And he hit four threes in the first quarter. One of them was a pull-up three. And that's kind of when it got silly. And then he saw, as I said, that pack line defense. For those of you who don't know, pack line defense is where the shell of the defense, everybody has a foot like on the paint or near the paint and typically this is done to stop really overwhelming elite drivers guys who can beat their primary can get to the rim and disrupt in the middle of the offense hmm who does that sound like Pascal Siakam yes we he saw a lot of pack line defense last year as well if you if you can remember those triple double games against the Hornets where it seemed like he was figuring out how to get to the rim in these impossible ideas of wiggling through space uh, pack line defense was was what the defense was throwing at him and and on top of that i mean the shooting like gary at 27 points how many shots do take 16 5 of 10 from three uh that's tough dude even though a lot of the shots came in rhythm came in transition him coming up the wing maybe the ball shoots the corner the defense collapses out there. They put it up court. He's walking into a three. He hits it. Maybe it's after an offensive rebound. His three-point shooting. That wasn't the big flashy shot creation. The big flashy shot creation was man. He put it behind his back and hard and went the other way. And then he came down and popped up a right-handed floater over top of Embiid. Now I'm not saying I expect to see this very often, but I enjoyed seeing it this time. That was that was tremendous to see. And I do, I do enjoy that aspect more than anything though. I like when Gary leverages his shooting as support for what guys like, you know, Pascal and Fred, most of all are doing that is, that is one of the best things he can do. That's what happened against Miami when he started playing really well. That's what happened tonight is that the shot creation load is not very heavy. You know, the, the first off the dribble three, he tried to hit tonight. I'm pretty sure he airballed. That's tough. Everybody in the league basically struggles at that, except for like four guys. Fred Van Vliet luckily is one of them. But Gary, and and, and to be fair to Gary, he's much better at pull-up threes than most people. It's just that when you're really good at pull up threes, you're you're still better at catch and shoot threes. It's just it's a very high bar to clear. And and his shooting in this one, his ability to work off of the guys, I think is has grown. There's an awareness there. And um, yeah, forming up off of drives, he's always so good at kind of filling out to the corner or sliding up, depending on where the drive is, because you're a guy driving a basketball, right? What are you seeing? Typically, guys don't do this and like guys, girls, whoever, people don't do this in pickup. But when you see somebody driving in the NBA and as you grow up playing really good basketball is that you're taught. Wherever they're driving, the defense changes, as do you, to maintain that point of contact. Like, you want to see them, and you want to create the passing lane. And Gary, in this game, and over the past few games, I think he's done a phenomenal job of that. Some guys get complacent and stand around. James Harden is one of my favorite players of all time. Uh, He's a guy who stands. He does not typically form up and fill where he needs to, right? It's not a given. Uh, OGN and OB as well. Taking like that, that catch, pump, put it down. He slowed down. Really nice. To see, I was talking to. I know. I'm not sure if Lee's on Raptors Republic listens to the podcast. I know he reads the site. He's a subscriber. Thank you, Lee's. But we're talking today about what what type of counters OG has. And uh, you know, I talked to to S about this on the weekly podcast. But OG, if he can slow down sometimes, and and the handle has to be good to play slow, of course. But if OG can slow down sometimes. He won't get rushed and he can better utilize his, his bigger steps. He can kind of keep pace and keep control and use his body to shield people away. And we saw that tonight turn, turn that put a guy in jail and turned it into a little floater that kind of bumped in um, a little bit of creation. That was really nice to see. I don't want to close the door on OG's creation. Not that he's the primary, but just that you you can't say no to that because, you know, even though the Raptors shot the hell out of the ball tonight, They've had some grind ball games earlier in this season, and you need to be able to add, you know, flair dynamism to your offense. And even something as simple as like a pump and go and making the right read downhill, that is, that is creation. That is a form of creation. And there's a lot of guys who, when we think about three and D, they, they can't really do that. And what happens in a playoff series, what happens in these games against really good defenses, you know, not like Phillies right now. Phillies defense is in a really bad place. Those guys, they don't create anything and they don't get shots. They just have to pass it back out. If you'd like more info on this particular subject, go to raptorsrepublic.com, subscribe and read my piece called OGN and is a Roar Shark test or OGN and Obi's game is a Roar Shark test. It's a, a very good piece. If I do say so myself, Scotty, my God, Scotty. Pascal got away with the travel on that last assist in the game, by the way. He, I think he took like six steps, dude, stutter stepping. And and he, he had the wrong pickup point of his dribble. You could tell he messed it up. They didn't bother to call it. The Raptors were up. Scotty got an N1. But Scotty, some of this connective passing tonight was really, really crisp. And I was wondering about this in preseason because Scotty was, Scotty was not making good reads. And then, you know, Nurse said, hey, he's been injured. We didn't tell anybody about it, but we will now since he's struggling. And I was like, oh, that's nice to hear that there's a reason for why maybe he's like a little bit lackadaisical and going through the motions. And as far as I'm concerned, through this young season, Scotty has just been tremendous. Uh, The defense has been quite good. The reads of the four have been quite good. Ten boards in this one, cleaning up, contending against guys like Embiid. Um, Certainly you don't have to compete against a guy like George Niang, you know, hanging around with Embiid, especially on the offensive glass, that's kind of tough to do. Tobias Harris, he's also a guy who can bang way above his weight for boards, and and PJ Tucker can always put you know a, a box out on somebody, and you know Scotty Barnes continues to kind of loom large in in the lower half of the Raptors defense, and um, even even in the top half, I the. When he can move a guy off ball, that makes me really happy. Like if he can contain a a combo of dribbles and that guy kind of passes out and Scotty drops back into help side, I really love that. And and I love it even more when he's playing help side to begin with. It's just, it's really nice to watch. He's, you know, getting to the rim, putting pressure, you know, in the middle of the zone. As I said, the Raptors started running cross screens right at the top there. Typically, their zone busters are more like, they work from the corners rather than the middle of the court at the top. I guess they feel a little bit more confident now with between Pascal and Fred, you know, initiating that they can work those in there. Even OG had a couple possessions like that. And Scotty flashing into the middle of the zone worked on, on quite a few possessions. That was nice to see. Just really, really good performance. And Fred muted. You know, we I, we talked about it before, but it's like, he's playing this connector piece, right? He's like, Teams are freaking out when Fred plays off of Pascal because Fred is like this tremendous three-point shooter. And he, and he really is. What did he finish today? Yeah, two of five from three. Those two threes he hit, they are big time. They were late. Um, he had, what, eight points in the fourth quarter? I, I don't have the exact numbers in front of me. But, you know, one of them was on this snatchback that it was a broken down play after a screening action. And the other is like this catch and shoot. But these connective passes he's making, you know, a couple headed downhill where it's pump and get into the paint and kind of work your way through it, wait for something to develop. We talked about that that precious cut that led to a finish right at the bucket. And on top of that is just, you know, pump play it out to another three-point shooter. Is that Fred, despite having much less initiation, he's averaging a career high in assists currently because he's the guy who the ball goes to, And then after the initial breakdown with Pascal, typically, and then the ball goes out to a shooter and that shooter is typically wide open because Fred, it's just compounding advantages, right? Like Pascal gets there, you throw the double on him. That's a big advantage. Then it goes to Fred and sometimes two guys close out or at the very least he might pump get into space, the guy flies by, another rotation comes his way, effectively two guys close out just at different times, and the guy behind him doesn't have like a chance or enough time to get back to the guy in the corner and he plays at the corner. And that's beautiful basketball. That's really nice to see. And Fred has been right in the middle of all of that, but I was really happy to see he was doing that, but in the fourth quarter when it was getting, not not particularly worrisome, but like, hey, it's a little bit hairy. Uh, He comes in and he cans two threes. Does this thing. Awesome to see. Yeah. The bench bigs Boucher, Achua, Coloco continue and, and like Birch, right? The four biggest minute getters off the bench for the Raptors in this game Coloco, Achua, Boucher, Birch. And, and Banton got four and a half minutes, uh, muted four and a half. He had a really nice finish in transition off of a, a Pascal pass that kind of led him into a tough spot. But we know Banton is a very accomplished finisher, very good body control. And just playing big. These guys are huge. This team is, this team is massive, dude. And um, Pascal being able to hit those shots really helps buoy some of those lineups where they want to go big. And like teams feel that when they're trying to run their offense, how big the Raptors are shrinking the floor, right? And the Raptors they don't have that typical creation when like you know if it's precious that you a Chris Boucher Coloco, And and Siakam and like Gary Trent Jr. out there or something. Or maybe you drop Siakam and put Fred in. Maybe you drop Gary and put OG in. Whoever, right? That all of those need a guy to break down a defense. They might see zone. They might see something happening. And they might have to shoot. And that that creation to kind of get the ball moving, that kind of stuff. OG had it a couple times. Scotty from the middle of the zone had it a couple times. Pascal does it all the time, no matter what. Fred does it sometimes. And guys like Coloco, Achua, Boucher, they just plug in where necessary. If they need to be crashing the offensive glass, they do so. If they need to be cutting, they do so. If, they, if the ball comes to them in the corner and they need to put up a three, they do so. You know, three for seven between Boucher and Achua in this game. And Achua had, you know, it was his first three-point attempt. I think it touched every part of the rim, then just leaked out. But th- these guys, they're bringing a lot of skills to the table. The creation stuff, we'll see what happens with Precious, but as far as finishing skills, these guys just jump into the lineup, and they're there, and that's that's how the Raptors have been succeeding. A lot, a lot of it is due to Pascal Siakam. You know, I let's just say top 10, and, and then everybody's going to want me to say top 5. If Pascal keeps playing like this, everyone's going to be like MVP, and I'm happy to play that game with everybody. I'll say top 10 for now, and um and we'll just keep kicking the can down the road. If he keeps getting better, if he keeps up this level of play, we'll just see where we're at. He's been tremendous. And, and the Raptors as a whole tonight, really fantastic. I thought just really great game. Obviously, you know, you probably watched the game. Everybody had a lot of fun with this one. Uh, the, the Reggie M's award, I'm giving it to Scotty. Hustle on the glass, doing his thing. I mean, yeah, I already talked about Scotty and Nauseam, but really great. I I enjoy I've enjoyed Scotty's performances immensely this season. The top quick reaction comment, Arshdeep Singh, Arshdeep, I appreciate you in the comments always. You've written a soliloquy here for me, so let's let's dive into it. Quote quote. Siakam is the best player from Cameroon. Thirteen assists to only one turnover. Freddie is looking like prime Lowry. Forty three percent from three as a team. 32 assists as a team, all five starters with 15-plus points. OG better make an an all-defensive team if he stays healthy. Gary is so clutch, man. Some huge shots when this team needed them tonight. He just gets better and better as the game goes on. Scotty with 16, 10, and 5 coming off an injury. He just makes the game look so easy. The shooting has looked solid early on as well. Boucher has been huge for our bench. His effort is always there, and him alongside Precious, and soon Otto is going to be really nice. Coloco with another solid performance. Raps win. 76ers are frauds. LMAO. Crying laughing face. End quote. Hey, you you nailed it, dude. If anybody wanted to zoom like the cliff notes to the back end of this podcast and and just start listening from here, I think they'd leave. They'd leave Okay. Um, Yeah, you hit them all. Arshdeep. Thanks for summing up the game so well for everybody. Um, I'm not sure the 76ers are frauds, though. Honestly there's a lot of talent there if they figure it out it could be it could be pretty pretty gnarly if if you ask me so something to consider i know people probably think i'm wrong about that and that's fine too we can we can diverge on on this thought but one thought we don't diverge on is how much we enjoy these raptors especially when they play like this 119 to 109 an absolute joy i've been samson folk thank you for tuning in this is of course the raptors reaction podcast and whether you got into this in the morning or at night. Have a blessed day and goodbye.